Triple M Rocks Saturday Arvo Footy. For Harvey Norman Home Appliances. The coach from the Titans uh, last night, as we know, the uh, Broncos 44, the Titans 28th season over. Neil Henry joins us. Uh, G'day, Neil. Thanks so much for your time this morning. Afternoon, boys. Look, I just have to, first off, congratulations, and I feel wrong saying it right now, congratulations on what has been an amazing season for you, given what happened at the beginning and the predictions from various uh, alleged experts about where you would finish. It's been an amazing year, but how do you feel this morning? Is there some kind of hollowness, given that it's all over? Yeah, it is. It's uh, a real finality. A bit, a bit lost. I was just um, talking to, to uh, Terry Madison, <laughs> wondering what we, there's no review to do, and... Uh, that's it. Um, that, that's that's the reality of the season's over. But um, you're right, you know, a lot to be proud of around how the whole organisation, uh, the front office, Graham Hansley and Rebecca Frizzell, and, and um, how we're moving in the right direction and very proud of the players' efforts this year. Now, Ryan Girdler, mate, uh, taking away, obviously, a, a lot of the conversation about, um, you know, the, the decisions made throughout the game, what, what did you feel about the performance of your boys last night? Oh, look... Really, we we uh, conceded some long range breaks, really, and 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 then some goal line defence where we had a few lapses too. And you look at in perspective, we in, in that regard um, we were a bit disappointing. But but um, but again, the weight of possession when you look at um, you know penalty count and you look at the, at the flow of the game and crucial momentum shifts, it's it's what could have been. You know, it's one of those un, unanswerable sort of things that um, that. One particular incident uh, can lead to a, to a few other things happening. So uh, we didn't didn't get the rub of the green, that's for sure. And, and um, certainly a lot of media about that. And, and not only that, probably a lot of um, even Broncos fans or other teams fans have sort of uh, have made comments about about uh, some of the decisions out on the field. Which is it's it's disappointing that we probably you, you just want a game where you don't have those things and you just get out there and you win or lose on your merits. But look, at the end of the day, we 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 weren't good enough to take that out of the equation and uh, we'll be better for it and a lot of young men out there got some uh, experience that we need to build on. Neil, it's James Hooper. Well done on what's been a, a fantastic season. Obviously exceeded a lot of people's expectations. You touched on the flow of the game a moment ago. From an outside perspective, uh, there just didn't really appear to be that much of a feel for the game from the match officials. You've had a night to sleep on it. You've obviously touched on the fact that plenty of other people have weighed in about it. How are you feeling about it today? Well, Hoops, I'm just yeah, a bit disillusioned about you see some decisions and you go, how can they get that wrong? Yep. Like just how? I can't answer it. Uh, you just—it's to me. It sounds to me that we we still you know have the, you know, we'll use the ultimate technology of the bunker several times to overturn the decision, and then we look at it and we can't get a decision. You know uh, when we've got that technology as well. So um, when you look at uh, whether or not you've got possession on a kick where you've contested it and you get an attacking set at their line and you can, you can possibly convert that into points or you can convert that into repeat sets. Um, the, the opposition might not touch the ball for, for five, six, seven or eight minutes, which happened to us when we dropped the, I mean, when we made the error off the kickoff in the second half. That try resulted and then they had a possession flow that really taxed us for the next six to eight minutes. So yeah. we don't know. It's the unknown. And, and uh, whether or not you get a, you know, an intervention on a, a knock-on, on an attack on the line, um, up the other end and overturn a scrum feed, you know. And, and then sometimes you see them, they don't go and they just go play on and, and get, you know, let's pack the scrum and get it in there. So 
to pick and choose a little bit, that's to me is, is a real grey area about what we're, we're doing with this technology. But in the flow and the context of the game, I think they were they were massive movements. You know, whether or not you know, James Roberts got up and had a brain snap and did the wrong thing playing the ball, that there's a consequence for that. There's there's a head movement in the scrum. There's a consequence for that. But why isn't that seen or picked up? Um, to me, there was just a number of things that didn't go our way. Greg Bird was offside early in the game, and, and he was offside, but he was offside by a metre. But when I, if I want to look, sit down and take stuff to Tony Archer, I could probably show six or seven um, examples where their line's offside when they've got us pinned in our own half and they jump early. I'll say, well, where's the marginal um, uh, you know, discretionary penalty there on the pressure? You know, I'm not saying that... Uh, he was onside, but all I'm saying is, 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 is are we going to, you know, are we going to you know, equate that across both teams? And, and and those things, when you, you know, when you look at it in the context, we we, we just didn't have the possession to be in the game. We hung on bravely. That's that's for sure. Losing Zed Taylor, losing Ash Taylor. Look, the the team, to be credit, they're a gutsy team. Yeah. And, uh, and but we needed that balance, okay, to be right in that contest, and uh, it didn't happen. Neil, we speak about uh, balance, we speak about big game players and, you know, Jared Hayne, there's not too many bigger in the game. There was a mistake there in the second half and obviously, you know, he's obviously human but I think Ash Taylor, as soon as he got injured, he's a tough kid. He, he tried to stay on for you and he was hurting but you just missed him so much. He's, he's so composed and he gets that team around for you. You're right, mate, uh, Dell. He, he's, he's so composed and he's a big part and, and got a really uh, good kicking game, a short kicking game, threading the ball oh, yeah. through as well. Um, plus can put the big bombs up. Look, and, and we missed him because moving Birdie out, out there, that took away his best bit was probably running in the middle and using his footwork and he was getting some good leeway down there, some momentum for us to play the ball. So we lost that. You know, when we lost Zeb, we lost that, um, you know, that, that rotation we were looking forward to. Look, look, these things, you've got to, if you're good enough, you cope with it and you, and you persevere and you get over the top of size. But you're right, in the context of the game, we needed actually up there and it wasn't to be. It's a, uh, it's obviously a, a bit of pill to, to swallow, um, and you, and you can tell that just by you know the sound of your voice this morning, and um, and, you, and you mentioned the fact that sometimes we pick and choose when we want to go and, and use the technology, and, and sometimes you know we, we choose not to. And Tony Archer came on this morning and said that, especially with the James Roberts incident, that uh, they can only review the try from the after the play the ball. There's certain decisions like that. I know you coaches all get together at the the end of the year, the start of next year. Um, we also, there needs to be, there doesn't seem to be improvement year in, year out, Neil. And I think that's what's frustrating for a lot of the fans. I think a lot of the fans are being turned away from the game because of, you know, the, the, the situation that we're seeing last night. How can we, how can we change that? How can we put some accountability back on the referees on the field? I mean, they want to make decisions on the spot in lifetime. And I think that's what we all want to see. But then when they do that they know that you know those decisions can be overturned by the guys upstairs so they don't make the right decision or they don't put themselves in a position to make the right decision but then sometimes when they are um when they are making life decisions then they're overturned it makes them look a little bit foolish when they do use upstairs do you think they need to go to a either use it for the captain's challenge use it for certain things use it for everything what's what's the solution from a guy that's a coach has been knocked out essentially by you know, a, a pretty poor refereeing display. Well, look, if you take the technology out of it and that, on that pure and simply, oh, that's a cop-out by Tony to say we're going to go back to that play the ball. The, the referee is standing right there. When you look at the vision, McCulloch actually looks at the referee thinking, Jesus, I think there's going to be a penalty. He, he turns around and looks at him 
when James Roberts lashes out mm-hmm. at Ryan Simpkins. There's an expectation. I don't think anyone at home would have said, if the referees are a bang, nah, they can't do that penalty. On report, see you later. I don't think anyone would have a problem with it. My concern is not that we had to go to the video, to the bunker to look at it, is why, when the referee is there and watching that, and you've got two sets of eyes, that that wasn't just dealt with on the spot. That's my concern. Take, take the replays out of it. It should have just been dealt with straight away, and I can't fathom why... Okay, he couldn't make a decision there and would condone or allow that to happen. So that, that that's my point there. We don't even need we just need them to make the decisions on the on the field of play. Yep. When you go to the Corey Oates jumping for the ball, maybe he was obstructed and he was in front and he couldn't quite see how that happened. But certainly, you know, to me again, I, if he's watching the play, there's no movement by David Mead to, to impede Corey Oates is in control of his jump and he does that and that, that's awkward and he landed awkward but it certainly wasn't the fault of the man contesting the ball. To me, uh, watching that well, again with two sets of eyes, you would say yeah, well, actually me, he's got his eyes on the boys, but his hands in the air, it's just unfortunate but it's play on or it's a knock on on South Scrum feed. Uh, to me, those decisions should be you should get those right there and then without technology. That's just make the right decision and yep. I can't fathom how they can get those couple of things wrong. I mean, when you, you don't quite notice a bit of a head butt by, by Corey Parker in the scrum because you're on the other side, well, then the video go, hang on, there's something in that scrum. What's going on there? Then you can say, well, the match review can be a look at that now if they miss it. But to me, that, that was pretty clear in the game as well. Um, and I saw that from the coach's box when it came through. I thought, geez, something's happened there because of the reaction of Ryan Jones. So, uh, but again, they might be unsighted on that, on that particular one. But when you replay something and overturn something from the scrum, um, where you show it four or five times, they come up, they, they turn their decision there. Sometimes they'll, they'll do that and sometimes they won't. Yep. To me, there's yep. a bit of, when, what is the, yeah, when are you going to use it when aren't yeah, you? Yeah, true. frustrating, yeah. I think, for, for our fans. But uh, I just think they should just get those decisions right. And, and to me, it's, it's a worry that the psyche of the referee doesn't react when he sees that at that particular time. Yeah, I think Speaking of reacting, mate, what about uh, Nathan Friend? What's he like to coach? I, I, I've watched him over the years come through the Broncos, Melbourne Storm Warriors. Every club he, go, every club he goes to, um, he's the ultimate club man. And he's that sort of bloke that you want in your dressing room and you want on the field. Andy, yep. Yeah. Yeah, look, look great. Like, he, he's... Um, he's straight down the line, so it doesn't doesn't matter with him if he's talking to a senior player or a rookie. He's this is what we do, and this is our standards. And 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 he's been in the game for so long. Um, he's not a big man. He's in a tough position. He's been very durable, and I think that's a testament to his preparation. The biggest thing he brings is that the professionalism around getting your body right and prepared and mentally ready to go for a game of football week in, week out. And that's that's been what he's brought to the club. And, uh, and it's been fantastic for him to come back. We made a final series and, and to finish on that note, not not a great note last night, but to, to, to get this club to where it is, he's, he's a big part of that too. So it's a credit to him and um, he's certainly welcome at the club anytime. time.